Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and especially to our Espresso Level sponsors, Helix Managed WordPress Hosting, for both their sponsorship and for hosting our site, and to Expander Digital for both their sponsorship and providing SEO services to us. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. And today my guest is an old, I thought you're not old, you're like you're younger than my kid, but <laughs> an old friend as in I've known you quite a while in the WordPress space, but I'm here this evening with Christy Chirinos. How are you, Christy? I am doing great. No, I am younger than your kid. You're like 29, stop. Oh, please. No please. <laughs> She's 27. <laughs> Oh, so I am younger than your kid, yeah. <laughs> Only barely. I'm 26. Sally, 27 in three months. So and she'll be 28 in four. <laughs> so you could be one of my kids if you want to, but um, yes. I like having you as a colleague too, though. So we've given each other advice before. We've reached out. It's it's a fun. It's a. I love our relationship. I love that we can be friends across the distance because you're in Washington D.C. I'm in Rochester, New York. And, uh, you know, every time I see you, like, at a WordCamp or WordPress event, it's always like, we just pick up where we left off. And I think that's really a lot of fun. I really appreciate that about yeah, you, me too. too. Yeah. It's cool to have friends like that, where it's not like, oh, my God, I haven't talked to Christy. What am I going to do? She's going to hate me. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> I think those are most of my friendships. They have to be that way with just how yeah. spread out our world is. I think so many of my close friends now are far. I have a couple here in D.C., but a lot of my best friends are spread out. So we just have to pick up what, what was the last thing I updated you and we go from there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what good friendships are all about for sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I mean, I know who you are and what you do, but the rest of everybody might not know. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Christy Chirinos. Um, I live in Washington, D.C., as we said. And right now I am the product manager for managed WooCommerce hosting over at liquidweb.com. Um, so there are no other product managers. I'm just the product manager. Um, and uh, yeah, I work with um, a really awesome team of other people that you've probably had on this podcast, like Chris Lemma and Andrew Norcross and Mendel Kurland and a handful of other really cool people, um, Steve Grunwell. Um, on uh, Liquid Web's uh, managed WordPress and managed WooCommerce platforms, um, I specifically work in WooCommerce. Um, so it's a ton of fun. Um, I've been in WordPress for, wow, it's been a minute now. I remember when I used to be like, I'm a new community member. And now <laughs> I can't say that anymore, I don't think. No, she's shaking her head. No. I'm a relatively new community member compared to, <laughs> I don't know, like the rest of my team. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's been um, it's been a blast, and um, I'm excited to talk to you on this podcast. I've been a fan of Aww. both the format and the content. So thank you, thank you. Well, it's it's a pleasure to have you here. And I usually tell people how we met. And I said to you right before we came on that I couldn't remember how we met, but I just remembered it. You did? I did. How did we so meet? We met at WordCamp Montreal. A few years back. I want to say 2017. That's you the only were, year I went. So it happened. There you be. go. So I was right. So, and you were on a panel and um, I knew Josh, uh, Josh Pollock through Facebook. And that was the first time I ever met him. And he sat down next to me at lunch and I was like, all right, he's probably going to hear this, but 
He laughs like a girl. His laugh is so funny. It's infectious. I hear him laughing. It's his high-pitched laugh, and I was just like, is he, like, punking me with that laugh? Like, no, he's got the best laugh. <laughs> you did it. You did it. That's I really am- I've listened to it a lot. Yeah, I make Josh laugh. Yeah, when you make him honestly laugh like that, you feel so good because his laughter inspires laughter. So that's a good thing. And so I didn't know, and I'm going to be honest and tell you, I was one of those people until that time that I didn't know that you guys were partners. Ah. Okay. So I sat in, you were on a panel. I want to say it was a marketing panel. Was it marketing or something like that? And uh, I was sitting next to Josh and I turned to him and I said, wow, you really hired a dynamo. He goes, oh, I didn't hire her. She's my partner. I was like, I'm like, she's like 23. I was 23 then. And and like in my fifth, what what was I like 49 at the time, 40, 48. I was like, wait, how could she be a partner at 23? Like at 23, I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grow up, even though I had a kid, but you know, I mean, it was like crazy. So it wasn't that I didn't think you had the ability. I just, it just blew my mind that somebody as young as you had it so much going together. And I was just like, and that from then on, whenever anybody would say, oh yeah, she works for Josh. I'm like, oh no, she doesn't. <laughs> well, she works with fair. Josh, but she doesn't work for Josh. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So <laughs> that's, that's let us fair. not be fooled, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah. yes, uh, I I have. Um, I'm I'm just starting to get comfortable with like sitting in a seat and being like I've accomplished a lot at a young age, and just yeah. leave it at that and not be like, you know, when I say no. that. It's it's impressive, and you should be really proud of of all that you've done by the age that you are. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I look up to you, and because age doesn't matter when you can admire somebody and uh, respect them and be inspired by them, and you are definitely somebody that inspires. So, when you took your sabbatical off of Twitter, which is another story, because I know that you lost your following, but when you took oh, your sabbatical, I was like, "Where's Christy? I miss her tweets." <laughs> So I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm following you once again because you have the best, um, you're one of the the best social justice warriors that I know because number one, you're not afraid to say what's in your mind. Whereas like I've, I'm older, I'm, I'm afraid to like ruffle feathers sometimes, which I know I shouldn't be. And so I get a little bit better about that. But you know, when you are in a, such a, a community and you're ingrained, like I have been and such, it's inspirational to see somebody like you go, I don't really care. I'm just going to call it like I see it and I'm going to call you on your bullshit and I'm going to put it out there like I like it. If you don't like it, you don't have to follow me. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Losing my followers was very sad. Um, but yeah, I think I, I got comfortable with that. I mean, definitely, I think just like, yeah, the millennials, well, not even the millennials, uh, but like yeah. the younger millennials. Um mm-hmm tend to be more comfortable just being more vulnerable on social media because we grew up with it um but i also think it's a factor of what you can get away with right like i don't expect anybody to be outspoken on social media if it could have very real and serious repercussions for their life that would be crazy right like Mm -hmm. you your social media authenticity or whatever is not more important than being able to provide um and and i think that especially 
there's like a direct relationship between how marginalized somebody is and how potentially not in control they could be if something on social media was taken out of context. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely a really big believer in... Nick's waving hi to you too. <laughs> That's so cool. You can um, say hi. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> hello, new head buff. <laughs> she says hello, new head buff. <laughs> Have a good weekend, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, right. Like I, I got a chance to be a lot more outspoken because I ran my own business. Like there could be right. nobody going and like telling my boss I said something on Twitter or something like that. It's like I am the boss, yeah. you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. (laughs) Yeah. And I, for 12 years was the, on the school board in my town. So I had to be a little more cautious about what I would put out there or not. Exactly. Um, I just put out (laughs) after the current president, I don't even like to say his name after the current president was elected the next day, the, the way that the people who voted for him behaved on social media was abhorrent to me. I never did that when my candidate has ever won. And so I just took to Twitter and all I said was, rednecks are not gracious winners. And I got lambasted here in my hometown. People telling me that saying redneck was equivalent to putting the N-word out there. I was like, it, it is, is not. not. <laughs> Have you ever seen that John Mulaney sketch? That's like, no. when you're trying to decide which word is worse and you can't say one of the words, you know That's which word is worse. <laughs> That's right, right? For sure. And you know, and you know my daughter's biracial, so I mean I'm cautious about how I offend people, but yeah, and I was just like one of those things. But anyway, we could go down the social social justice route, but that's that's not what the podcast is about. So I'm gonna bring us back. <laughs> Show me your mug. Let me see what mug oh you got. Oh my goodness. So I thought about this and I picked <gasps> this mug. This is my favorite mug. It is this is my personal brand in a mug. Um, it is a rose gold mug, so millennial, that has a llama on it. I'm from wearing Peru, but the llama's wearing glasses. You can't see it in the podcast, but fun fact about me, I have really, really, really bad eyesight. Um, yeah, like atrociously bad. For those who know about the numbers, it's like negative 9.75 in one eye oh. and like negative 7.75 with like astigmatism off the chart. It's like, like the negative 375 on both eyes. Really wow. bad eyesight. So the glasses. And then on the inside, it says no problema. Oh, that's so cute. I love this mug. I love your mug too. And about half of our um, listeners actually watch us on YouTube. So those people will get to see the mug. So if you're listening and you want to see the mug, go to YouTube. We'll count you twice for listening to the podcast, which I always <laughs> love anyway. And you can see the mug that she is. What's in your mug tonight? Um, so tonight, it's uh, I'll be real with listeners. It's water. Yeah. Well, it's, it's 6 p.m. on a yeah. Friday. <laughs> You'd like to sleep at some point tonight. I, I understand I, that. I do enjoy sleep. But I will say, though, had we done this in the morning, you would have been seeing a big steaming mug of coffee that's like my morning routine as a remote worker get out of bed make a big cup of coffee feed my cat and sit and reflect and then get started so yeah well i have my one of my biggest mugs this is my wonder woman one of my i have several mug it's a, a bottle of wine can set down inside this mug it really can. Um, I, I house sat for a friend and she knows how much I like Wonder Woman. So every time I would uh, dog sit for her, I should say, um, 
I would have a new Wonder Woman gift from her on the shelf. And and this one came with a bottle of wine sitting in it. And I was like, well, that's going to hold an awful lot of coffee. And I have to admit that I have cold coffee in here. So I'm going to sip it gingerly because I'm not a big fan of cold coffee. But it's what I've been so that's go. a cool mug I, I i like that you can order tea or you can order iced tea but if your hot tea gets cold it doesn't taste like iced tea you can order coffee or iced coffee but if your hot coffee gets cold it doesn't taste like i don't know why that is but that is the way it works so uh totally agreed it's disappointing yeah. it is it is how did you get started with WordPress? I don't know oh that my story, gosh. actually. Do you, do you not know this story? No, it's I kind don't. of a weird story. So websites I'd started making when I was a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. I was just a computer nerd. But WordPress specifically. <laughs> this is such an embarrassing story. Um, so I um, went to Florida State University. Um, and for those who care about this kind of thing, I went during the time period that Jameis Winston won the Heisman Trophy. Um, I'm not like a big college football fan, but this point is relevant to the story, which is that um, that sort of year was covered with like a lot of controversy. Um, There was a lot of sort of really inappropriate conduct and there's a long New York Times article about it that you can read like uh, rape. uh, Yeah. uh, Um, But I had this experience where um, I went to New York and I was working on um, at the time what was the sort of like... uh, app that I was working on in conjunction with a nonprofit. Um, and when I talked about my education, which was all I had to go off of at like 21, right? Um, everybody was like, ooh, yeah, with like the quarterback that raped somebody. Um, so I signed up for this WordPress.com account and I just put up this one page WordPress.com blog that was like an open letter to James Winston. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Like this entire country knows who you are. This entire country does not know who I am. And this is affecting my career and educational prospects. Like stop, stop making the one thing that I'm going to have to use to get a job in the future associated with a quarterback that raped someone. And this thing, like I so deeply regret doing this. I like posted it to Facebook and in two days, it was viewed 180,000 times. Oh, my word. Yeah. Like, uh, people started sending me, like, messages um, that were like, I'm going to kill you. Like, somebody oh, contacted my, my dad. Um, some girl, like, found a picture of me, like, slightly inebriated at some bar and was like, this is what's going to affect your career prospects, you bitch. You know? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Wow. It was wild. For <laughs> sure. Like, and I was like, this is kind of weird. Um, and then I just kept up with the blog, right? And like nobody else ever yeah. cared about my blog like four days after that, as right. as internet fame goes. Um, and but I kept up with the blog on WordPress.com um as I worked through sort of like my education and business school and this app and all this stuff and then moving to New York mm-hmm. City and all this stuff I just kind of blogged about it um so that's kind of how I got familiar with WordPress and then the when we made a website for the app it was a WordPress website um and it just kind of like went from there right like I wanted uh to do like certain stuff with my blog so I took it off of wordpress.com and self-hosted WordPress somewhere um 
and I learned how to do that. And then, you know, I was applying for jobs. And at one of my jobs, uh, one of the job applications, they asked me to come in and do a small task. And the task was like to purge the cache um, on a WordPress website so that like the new sites, like old permalinks would work again on yeah. WP Engine from like whatever terrible hosting they used to have. And they were like, wow, you're a wizard right now. I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't, am I? I like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, I met Josh Pollock, who, as we said, uh, became my business partner um, while I was at Florida State. Um, and uh, yeah, so I told him like, oh, I'm getting really interested in web development. Um, and uh, then things escalated quickly. And now here we are. It's amazing. I love that story. And you know what? If, if there's any story that talks about what content does for SEO, I, th I think it's yours. I mean, it's not like you SEO'd that. You had to have Yoast on there going, everybody find this article. But because it was in the current events, it became quite prominent. So mm -hmm. it was timely. Uh, it was yeah. incendiary, uh, yeah. you know. It hit all the nails. Yep, for right. sure. Right. Well, that is that's far more interesting than my spaghetti story. How I how I got into WordPress. What's your spaghetti story? Oh, so, I bet you tell it on the podcast all the time, don't you? Um, not all the time. I tell it on other people's podcasts when they ask me that question. But no, a friend was um, a friend and I started a nonprofit for massage therapists to continue their education and have business support after they graduate school. And her husband built us a WordPress website. And we started sending him the content. He's like, no, that's not how this works. These are your logins. I built it, but you have to put, you have to populate it with all the information. So I logged in and I was like, this is really cool. I really love WordPress. This is so awesome. It could do so many things. And so I purchased a domain, but I didn't know how to get from owning a domain to having a WordPress website. So uh, she worked, they had five kids. She worked nights and she, and I talked to them and he says, look, if you come over and make dinner, I'll teach you how to, how to go from like purchase hosting and, and connect a site. So I went over and I made spaghetti dinner for everybody. I wrote down four things on a piece of paper and here we are over 300 sites later. I, I know how to do that. So yeah. That's Very so awesome. That's right? a really I, good story. <laughs> I just love how everybody's stories are different, how we all kind of fell into it differently or came into it differently. And it's just a lot of fun that way. Now you look at a lot of websites. I look at a lot of websites. When you look at websites, what's something that you think that we as designers and developers, what do we not focus enough attention on, attention on to, um, that would make those sites better and stronger for our end users? Oh, see in your question list, you had really important examples like SEO and accessibility. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I think SEO and accessibility are probably like two of the most important things, um, especially accessibility. So I'll throw something out there out of left field on um, that maybe people mm -hmm. haven't considered as often. Um, I often realize that people don't think about information architecture on their sites. Mm -hmm. Um, thinking about how we, in our brains understand how information is ordered and how to find information and what information is subcategory of other information is a really important thing that unless you've been taught about it, right, you wouldn't think. We naturally do it. Um, we're used to that pattern at this point, right? Like a website has an about and then the about might have the mission and the whatever and the whatever. Um, but those patterns are very ingrained. And if you don't, stay mindful of them, uh, things can get very confusing. 
And then there's also examples of sites and applications that um, won't be obvious about educating the person that's interacting with the product um, how that information lives within what, right? Like um, if you have something like a plan and that plan has multiple accounts and each of those accounts have registered users, like what lives nested under that and how does your website uh, or your application or whatever communicate how to find that information and how to let it all sit in your brain in a way that's hierarchical is something mm -hmm. that I think I geek out a lot over um, and maybe people don't think a lot about. Well, that makes sense that you're working in WooCommerce then because <laughs> I don't think people organize their shops mm -hmm. intuitively all the time. And coming up with the right categories and figuring out how to display those and not only making sure that they have SEO on those, but that they put the proper description and all of the right information is super important when you're running a store, especially I mean, if you have five products, no big deal. If you have 500 products, if you are on Amazon, uh, any of those things, you know, um, I often talk to people about 404 pages and why it's important to have a custom 404 page so that, it, you know, it's just, a, it's part of the whole user experience. And so I pulled up Amazon and I typed amazon.com and I just like hammered on the keyboard to show the, what theirs looked like. And it actually came up with a product because <laughs> they have so many products. So it's like, I was like, holy cow. Like it was like ladies tights or something. I don't remember. <laughs> Like, That's good that it wasn't like, like something weird. You know? I know, like like you know, toys that children shouldn't be aware of, kind of thing. But yeah, so it's like, but it, but yeah, so then when you think about how th how information is um, is organized and how and the architecture of that, I think it becomes super important um, with blogs, with products, with those kinds of things for people to be able to find it. Um, my least favorite thing is when I've inherited a site or even when I'm, when I've been building a site with somebody and I say, well, what are your categories? And they give me a list of like 70. No, you don't have 70 categories. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, simmer this down a little bit. That's yeah. It. Yeah. And that's like a classic example of like, if you don't know, you don't think about this and both computers and humans need this to figure out where things belong. Even the most disorganized of us live in some sort of organized chaos. So mm -hmm. my underwear is yeah. all in one drawer. I don't have underwear in five drawers. You know, my socks live all in the same place. And our, our, our data needs to do that too, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's something that you know now in WordPress that you wish you'd learn earlier that would have made your life a little bit easier along the way? This is, um, it's kind of a cop out because I see your example on there, but honestly, it's the same thing for me. Um, I honestly did not have a sense as to money um, coming in. Um, and I think this is true for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people undervalue their work, but that's not the context for me because, um, you know, I, I probably made like two freelance websites before I started doing other stuff, um, with WordPress. So I never really dug into the hourly rate and figuring out how to build my clients and that issue. Well, but I definitely had the alternative, version of that issue, which was um, really not having an understanding um, about how a salary that seemed like a ton of money to me, like really wasn't that much, um, or how to pay people appropriately, or how to assess whether something, right? Like it's like, if you're coming in from almost like my background, so to say, like, I don't know, I didn't grow up with that much money. Um, 
it was like unfathomable to think that there are like jobs out there that pay 70 whole thousand dollars like what <laughs> you know um or even to just sort of think like there's businesses out there that are operating a certain scale where they're gonna pay $1,500 a month for hosting, right? And sort of adjusting your brain uh, to exist in the scope of how much money people truly will pay for stuff mm-hmm. um, is really tough, right? And freelancers would get the biggest example of this. Um, but honestly, right, like the first time I saw a $60,000 website build, I was like, right? Like, I was like, what? And that's like nothing, right? Like major corporations will like um, pay hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, to get things rebuilt. And 60 is cheap. Right. And, um, and so really having a deep an intimate understanding of the breadth and ranges of work that exists out there um, is really something that I wish I just had had an intuitive understanding of from the very beginning. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And, you know, and I don't mean to always kind of go back to the men and women thing, but as a woman freelancer, I think, uh, because that's what I did for years, we value our work even less because we have been taught as we grow up and maybe more my generation than yours, but you could correct me on that. But um, because my daughter has a really good sense of self-worth. But I grew up in the 70s and women, you know, the ERA was voted down and all these things. And so women my age, we had a, and and my mother's age even more so, had a lower um, sense of what our true value is. And so it's taken me a long time to be able to say, this is the salary I want. This is what I deserve. This is how much I need to earn to be able to make my life, you know, livable kind of thing. But yeah, so, you know, I mean, people put down millennials all the time. I actually sing the praises of millennials because first of all, I raised a millennial and I raised her to be strong and I raised her to have a voice and I raised her to have self, you know, self-worth and that kind of thing. So I think that you guys are doing it right. So there you go. That's my two cents. Whenever I see discussion about generations, I'm just like, I feel like this is like the most intimately human experience. Like, we love, we cry, we go to the bathroom and we complain about the generation that comes after us. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, you know, I I actually, I think I tweeted this once, but if I didn't, I thought about it. If the only thing that comes out of the millennial generation is avocado toast, then you guys have done it right because that stuff is amazing. (laughs) So good. It's It's so so good. good. I'm a big fan. All right, moving on, because I get off on tangents, especially when I talk to you. What are some of your favorite WordCamp or Meetup Talks experiences, you know, WordPress type events? Something that maybe was pivotal or inspirational to you, somebody you met, something you said, something you saw, et cetera. What was it? Yeah, um, I actually remember this very clearly. Um, I'm going to pick a big event, which is kind of cheap, but it really made a big impact on me. The first time I saw Contributor Day at the first ever WordCamp US. Like... I feel like up until that point, I had understood the WordPress open source community and how I was plugging into it and how to contribute to it. And that it was just like, you know, and, and I think in my brain, it looked like a series of data going back and forth. And I went to the first ever WordCamp US and I didn't know what a contributor day was. I was just like there. Um, I was with Josh. So I was like, meeting all of like his influencer friends and I was like somebody later like the following WordCamp US they were like 
oh my God, you look so comfortable and in it this year. Like you've been at this. Last year, you look like a deer in the headlights. And I was like, <laughs> you know? Um, and so, so I didn't know what was happening. And I remember like going to Contributor Day and seeing the people and seeing the teams. And I like sat and um, Taco from Yoast walked me through um, like making my contributor account and starting to translate a bunch of things and things like that. And it was like, it was the moment in which it clicked mm-hmm. that like, this is like the world's biggest volunteer project. Right. And I spent most of my life sort of like volunteering at different things that you can pick that up from sort of like my nonprofit work and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. the social justice warrior stuff. Right. right like, exactly. Um, and in that moment it clicked that this was just like that. Mm-hmm. And it was so transformative for me. Um, like I was so emotional. I was just blown away by understanding the full weight of how this thing existed. Yeah. That, and that is, it's a very, there's a lot of gravity in that moment when you do, when that does click for you. Um, I wasn't at contributor that year, but I went the next year, the second year and I sat there and I was like, this is pretty awesome. Like there's a lot of people in this room that I, that have been on all those lists that we were talking about before about all those, you know, what are they? Influencer lists. (laughs) But um, you know, but there's, there's a lot of people here that, and we're all just sitting here all contributing to the same thing, which is so super cool. Very super cool. So talk a little bit about what you do. This is kind of like our open speak time. Um, you know, anything you want to talk about either with your job or what you do with WordPress or just any of it? Yeah. Um, I mean, we can talk about product management. That's been like a kind of fun thing um, that ever since I sort of um, stepped down from my role um, at Caldera WP and Caldera, I guess this is going to come out like way after today. Um, but today, December 13th, 2019, um, Caldera WP was recently sold to the parent company of Ninja Forms. Um, and for me, you know, as an entrepreneur, I wore all these different hats. And then when it came time to be not entrepreneur, I had to figure out what was the hat that I wanted to wear. And that was a really interesting experience because it was like, I looked at all these job listings and it was like, I can do all of these things. Operations manager. Yes. Marketing manager. Yes. Right. Like, (laughs) and, um, and I had to like sit down and ask myself what it was that I truly and most deeply enjoyed about how I had been spending my time. And honestly, what it was, was solving problems for people and making decisions and setting strategy and just being like, this should be this way. I figured out that what I really liked was just being informed, right? I'm like an information sponge. It's like almost unhealthy, right? Like I like know a little bit about everything and I like have all these like weird facts living in my brain at all times. And I'm like constantly on my phone. I'm like, I'm that person that when you're having a conversation and something comes up and it's like, huh, I wonder how that is. Like I'm already like Googling and I'm like we have to know right now you know um I'll find it and yeah and so sort of like finding a role in which part of the role is to be a domain expert and to be a translator uh of more 
sort of spread out and technical information and distilling it for many different people in the language that they need. Um, and then in addition to that, figuring out like, given all this information that I know, can I take all this information and make decisions and strategic directions out of it? And that's product management. And ever since I started that, um, especially within WordPress, we're still at a space where everyone's like, people are developers or designers or marketers. What's a product manager, right? And it's like product management comes in when we are building out products and we need to make choices from an endless platter of potential situations um, with no deadlines and nothing. So we need to take this vague ambiguity and create a map and a road plan about what we're doing. And notice I didn't say roadmap on purpose. I used two simple words. I said a map and a road plan um, to figure out where we're going. Um, And I have been really enjoying digging into this field, right? After I, after I wore every single hat, I was like, I like product management. This is, this is where I shine customer experience and being the information sponge and being the person that says this is important. This is not, uh, is my happy place. That's awesome. So there's a lot of, um, movement, I think, in the WordPress space to embrace more of what's in just general business. Because, you know, WordPress is actually fairly young. It's what, 16, 17, 16 years this year. So if you have a business built on WordPress, it hasn't been around for 16 years because WordPress started out as blogging. So like the oldest some companies can be sometimes is like 10 years or less, right? So bringing all of these outside ideas into what these startups kind of started with just bootstrapping and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm the head of customer success forgive, and everybody else in the WordPress space is like, what does the head of customer success for a plugin company do? So I totally get it. And it's, it's fun to kind of be the maverick in that kind of area and to kind of set the, set the bar about what those kinds of things look like and that you get to make so many decisions and look at those, the way things are going. I think that's really cool. And I totally see you excelling in that space. I've been having a lot of fun. I really like my team and the work that we're doing and the product that we're working on. And yeah, the switch from, you know, small company that I was running to big company with several hundred people is so interesting. And it's just a, we were talking, we've been talking about my age a lot in this. So we'll draw into my age and just sort of say that it's really cool to sort of sit in a role for a minute where I am being mentored and being paid to be mentored. It's really fun. That's awesome. I love it. And I love watching you grow your career um, and see you be happy. That's always a good thing. I like when my friends are happy. What can I say? Let me move into some of what I call the rapid fire questions because they don't take me long to answer them, but take as much time as you'd like to respond. So the first question is, what are two or three must-have plugins that you would recommend to somebody who is building their own website? Bam, Caldera Forms. Yoast. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Everybody says Yoast. Everybody says Yoast, yeah. Everybody says It's just kind of an essential, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say those two. I think those are probably the two things that whenever I spin up a site, I'm immediately like, bam, bam. 
Um, just because every site needs to be found and every site needs a tool to accept information. So, and then did the rest you, of it, you go. Did you notice that WP Coffee Talk uses called Air Force? I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I recognize that form anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I made sure that when I interviewed Josh, I, you did see that, didn't you? That I used called Air Force. <laughs> it's, it's a good product. It's a really good product. Um, at any point, and you just mentioned mentoring, but so, but at any point in your WordPress journey, um, even before or up to now, have you had a mentor and who was it? I mean, for a long time, Josh was my mentor, mm -hmm. right? Um, we kind of had this relationship where I was coming in from business school and had this, um, background, um, and a little bit about sort of like how that went down, right? As um, the reason that I'm so young with the, the stuff behind it is essentially I fast-tracked my undergraduate career. I finished in a year and a half. Um, so, and that was, um, it was a matter of like, I really wanted to work. I had a ton of credits. Like, it's a long story. Um, lots of overlap, right? But so effectively what ended up happening was like at 19, I was already working full-time as um, a graduate. And so I had a banking experience. I worked at a bank. Um, for two years. And then I went back to, I like started that nonprofit and the application and then went back to school for business. Um, and so I had my MBA with my like three to five year or not three to five, three years of work experience um, by the time I was 22. And that's how I met Josh. And so I was just young in like this weird context, right? Like I sort of just like shaved off like three years, right? Um, and so I was in this space where I was coming in with like this education and this finance experience and a lot of that knowledge um, at a time. Yeah. Like in 2015, there weren't that many business minds in WordPress um, that's quickly mm -hmm. changing. Um, and so I was coming in with that experience, but I didn't know anything about WordPress. Right. So like people laugh now when they hear this um, five years later, but like, I promise you when at the first WordCamp that I went to, I called Josh and I was like, so what's the dress code? and he just like started laughing like he was like, and I was like what why are you laughing at me like business events have a dress code and he was like ah! you know <laughs> not in tech they don't <laughs> yeah right um because I was coming in from the banking world yeah. you know what I mean so like all the other conferences that I had been to were like economics conferences. There was like specific, there was a dress code for the event and then there was a different dress code for the after party and you right. had to go home and change, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not and like so which color hoodie do you want to wear? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I'm like, what's that dress code at work camp? And Josh is laughing. And then I would ask him to make me lists of people. I needed to understand who was who, right? Like, so who's going to be there? Who should I meet? Who should I chase down, right? And he would, like, make me these, like, Word doc or Google Docs of people that I would research and, like, figure out their names and things like that. And, I mean, that made a huge difference. Like, imagine you're getting into a community and you have this person that's kind of behind you, like, being like, you should meet this person, you need that person. And then if I hung out with him, he would introduce me to people around him and, that's how I made my own friends. And then when you make your own friends, you, they, you make other friends through them. Um, so like, you know, I tell Josh and other people who aren't Josh all the time, like it's like he like opened every door for me in WordPress. And I'm always going to be thankful for that. 
um, it's uh, truly incredible, right? Um, and now this year that we've uh, we're not like attached to the hip anymore. Um, you know, I mentioned mentorship in my current uh, role. Um, you know, one of the reasons I took my role and I told everybody this, I was like, I am about to get paid to learn from Chris Lemma. That's what's about to happen. And most people, people pay, pay for that. Yes, people <laughs> pay $600 an hour for yeah. what I get paid for, which yeah. is to ask Chris questions about what we should be doing, um, mm-hmm. to understand his thought processes behind making decisions, um, to execute on his ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, people literally pay for that. They pay him to tell them what to do with their businesses. And I'm like, I listen to him and I like pull them off and go back and ask questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just like watching the way that he leads. Right. Because Chris above all sees himself as a leader and as somebody whose job it is to get the best out of his team. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly so cool to watch because it's so deliberate. It's like you can see how he adjusts to every different personality on the team. You can see how he brings out the people who are shyer. You can see how he keeps the people like me who are sort of like full throttle like this way. Like you can see how he kind of like puts up guardrails like gingerly, <laughs> right but then like when he sees me do something he kind of like brings the guardrail down a little bit he like pulls it back up right <laughs> to like keep me going in the right way and I see it and appreciate it and I'm learning so much about how I want to lead teams in the future just from watching that's wonderful it's it's good to have mentors I've I can honestly say, you know, I've learned from a lot of different people, but I've never had a mentor in WordPress. And so I try to be that to other people sometimes. So I have over time mentored different people um, in WordPress. And it feels good to be able to give some people some stability that I felt like I had to learn on my own. So it, it's, it's, it, had to, it has to feel good. That's what I'm trying to say. That's That's something I'm seeking. I'm hoping to give back, right? Um, I'm at a point where I'm just like, yeah, there's got to be like another girl on the younger end out there that's like cutting in and she's got to see that it's like totally possible. You can Mm -hmm. run with the boys. These developers are not scary. They're just dorks. And, uh, you know, like (laughs) just do it. And you can totally show up to a WordCamp wearing five-inch boots and Mm – and that's that's the road that's been paved, yeah. and let's do it. Or cat ears. I mean, I've seen it go both directions. <laughs> I love it. It's always fun. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get at work camp. My yeah. first work camp U.S., there was a woman walking around with Ewok ears because I think that one of the Star Wars movies had just come out or something. That's awesome. And here I was trying to figure out what everybody, what's everybody going to wear, and then I was like, oh, I guess I really don't have to worry about that. <laughs> like, what's the dress code? Oh. <laughs> If she could wear ears, like pretty much anything goes. Okay, so we're good. <laughs> okay, so other than Chris and Josh, because I could take them off the table, who is somebody in, or somebodies, you can name more than one if you'd like, in the WordPress space that you really admire and why? Oh, man. Okay, can I say you? Because honestly, that's like real. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Aww, serious. I think you. you're so cool. And a woman in leadership and product is not 
common. Um, And I really love the way that this podcast lifts lesser known voices, right? We were just talking before recording about like, I'm just so tired of seeing like the same 17 people promoted on everything. Like, just like, can we stop? Like, there's so many other people using (laughs) WordPress. Um, And so seriously, like I, yeah, you're one of them. Um, Others, um, I mean, I'm like, and and she knows this, I'm like a Helen Husandi fangirl. I just, because same thing, right? Like just seeing other women in product leadership and especially women who look like me um it's a really big deal um it was for me um to sort of meet Helen and be like see like it's totally possible um and I think that like people who haven't had that experience of not of like wanting to do something and like not having a person you can point to and be like I want to do this thing just like that person right? Like that's actually a really alienating experience. And a lot of people like don't grow up ever having that experience of being like, I want to do this thing like that person and that, and you, and you don't have like that person to point to. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, she's awesome. Um, who else? Um, other people that I really admire, um, my podcast co-host Joe Howard, Um, is somebody that is my friend and someone I deeply admire. Um, He is so good at running his business, so thoughtful um, and so empathetic. um, And it's just, you know, someone that I'm lucky to be friends with and also someone that um, is cool. And I am honored to watch his growth as a business owner same um yeah so there's yeah there's so many people um that i've gotten to meet um through this community that live in far and wide places um and you know the list keeps growing it does and i love that about it i love that about our community and and who we are as a community because there are some amazing people and like you said they're not all the high sung heroes some of them are the unsung heroes um just making a difference in their local community or globally you know so it's it's uh yeah there are a lot of really really cool people what's something you'd still like to learn in wordpress but you haven't tackled yet oh man um right now um i'm trying to figure out how to do gatsby plus wordpress just because, like, that's what everyone's talking about. So I'm, like, working yeah. on rebuilding my site using that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like let this be known on this podcast. Like, I'm, quote, unquote, a lot more technical than people think. Like, when I – it just, it like, annoys me. Like, when I'm like, yeah. are you technical? It's like, do you think I would be able to do my job if I didn't know <laughs> how to, like, use WPCLI and, like, at least understand the concept of the REST API and how to pull things into a site from that? Like, I just – you know, so um, I oh my at my first WordCamp US, like some guy started asking me if I understand HTML, and I was like, "Bro, like since I was fourteen, I just that was eight years ago." I just you know, um, but uh, yeah, so something that I'm uh, learning now, yeah, is uh, I'm figuring out um, the new hotness Gatsby. that is Gatsby, yeah. I, I, the first time I heard somebody say Gatsby, my brain went right to the novel, The Great Gatsby. And I was just yeah. like, what's this Gatsby thing? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, like the first time I learned about just overall sort of like static websites, right? So this was like when like everybody was talking about Jekyll, which like never like, like it took off, but it didn't like super take off, right? right. Um, and I remember like reading about that and being like, wait, 
is this not how it works? And whoever <laughs> I was talking to was like, what? And I was like, well, like if you have something like a programming languages, is it using programming language rules to spit out HTML and CSS programmatically, not how it works? And they were like, honey, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. The programming rules start drawing from a database and, you know, and they explain the traditional yeah. architecture of web development. And I yeah. was just like, that doesn't make sense. It should just spit out what you wanted to see programmatically. And they were like, huh? yeah, no. And, um, and so like intuitively it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the things about our industry that we're going to see is just quick change. When there's mm -hmm. so many people contributing and the barrier to entry is so low, you see yeah. quick iterations of change. Um, so making sure that we are all on top of what's going on and aware and interested and always learning. Yeah. Matters. I am. I've been hearing so much about headless WordPress lately that I, I'm going to try, maybe even this weekend if I find a few minutes, I'm going to try to make the headless Wapu where he's actually holding his own head in front of him <laughs> and that, where that funny. ball usually is. It's like, this is headless WordPress. This is headless Wapu. That's um, amazing. I, I know James Tryon could do a much better job, but I'm still going to have fun trying to make one. <laughs> That that is a skill that I do not have and will never develop is graphic <laughs> design. Other people will always be better at that than me. I am like the least graphical person. You should never like let me design anything. It's gonna it's gonna look bad. <laughs> I don't have like major skill, but I have enough to be dangerous. Let's just say that. <laughs> What's the biggest WordPress mistake you've ever made? What did you learn from it? Oh my gosh, your eyes just went there in the headlights right there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, biggest, I'm trying to think like, do I want to share a huge dramatic mistake or just like a silly mistake? Yeah, I mentioned that I like did two freelance websites or something like that. And I remember the first one I did, I was so like, what am I even doing? And at one point I like messed something up and just totally like white screened the whole site. And I couldn't figure out how to fix it. So I just started over. Like I was like, well, I guess this is what's happening. <laughs> I have nobody to ask. Well, I know what I did. I'll build it again. Exactly. How do I restore it back up? Well, I hadn't done that much work. We're just starting over. Just you know, over. Like, just, okay. just start over. <laughs> you know, and like I laugh about it now, but that's kind of what it was like when I was just sort of stumbling my way through mm -hmm. learning this stuff, right? Was uh I don't know. Let's just keep on going, right? Um, yeah. So I think maybe like not like the biggest mistake I made, but it's always a mistake that I remember and reflect on and mm -hmm. make sure that I like never forget that I did that once, right? Yeah. Like this stuff is hard. It's yeah. hard and it's hard to get started. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. And it's a good, it's a good lesson to share because people who are just starting out might not know. You know, that there are ways to fix that without having to start a lower again. <laughs> What's your proudest WordPress moment? Selling Caldera. <laughs> Next Ooh, question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we, yeah. Can, we can stop for a minute there, right? Um, but honestly, um, that was uh, not... If you, if you had told 
me 10 years ago that that's what my 2019 would look like, I would have been like, okay, you know? (laughs) Okay, stranger (laughs) from the future, you know? Um, And uh, it was just sort of surreal that there was like a press release in WP Tavern that was like this thing that I worked on acquired by this other thing. And like my name was in it, you know? And it was just like... Um, it it was just a moment in which I was like, okay, like this is, I can pause and yeah. like look at like kid me and scared me and whatever me the the me's that have struggled and be like, see, like it all turns out okay. Yeah. Did you drink champagne? I didn't. No! <laughs> Next time I see you, we'll have to have some champagne to celebrate. Yeah, definitely. I I haven't had the like clink celebration, right? Like, there's been like other stuff going on. Um, yeah. With like you know like having my job and everything, right? Because like uh, at that at the point of the announcement when live and everything, I had already transitioned to starting working at Liquid Web, and I was like helping out a couple hours here and there with the wrap up of everything, but for the most part, not really. Um, and so so I, I haven't really like had that moment of like we're celebrating. Right, it's coming. You have to do that. That's that's an exciting thing for sure. Congratulations on that because that is big, and that would be my proudest moment too if I were you. (laughs) Absolutely. If you weren't working in WordPress or any kind of technology, let's say, what's another career that you might like to attempt? I'm a songwriter. Oh, cool. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Have you done? Have you have you written songs? So I've never sold a song, mm-hmm. um, but I used to write songs when I was a kid. That's actually how I got into web technology was um, I like my first website ever was this website that I made using like one of those uh, like really sketchy like web page builders, like the kind oh. that you get with your host, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like put it together and it was just like a simple HTML site. Um, and it was um, for like uh, piano lessons for kids, and it had like you know like my picture, and like I'm I'm a 14 year old girl that plays the piano, and I will teach kids like seven and younger, right? Like here's the book I'll use, right? Um, <laughs> oh, that's kind of so cute. cute. Um, and after that, I built a couple of other sites. I had a blog um, that was on Blogger. Ah, the days. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a blog where I talked about like music I loved. Um, and then I had my first personal website and my first personal website, which was carolchirinos.com, um, was all about my original music. And it was uh, just sort of like my story with how I got started playing. And I had recorded a couple of things like on like a little four track recorder and um, purevolume.com was a really big deal then. And I was really into like the singer songwriters, like Jewel, right? And like, um, so it was like that kind of music. Um, so it's been like a big love for a long time. Um, and obviously it took a big step back with all of this business of, um, like graduating college in a year and a half. Um, (laughs) But sort of like in the last, I want to say like three years, like just sort of as I like actually started my career and then, you know, started to think about work-life balance and started Mm -hmm. to think about who am I outside of like a girl that goes to school and needs to figure out her career, right? Um, 
I reconnected with it um, slowly but surely. Um, and so in the last year or so, then I've been writing again. I was just playing again. It you know, takes a while to mm-hmm. sort of like relearn yeah. everything. Um, and uh, it's interesting because now that I have all of these you know, resources and knowledge available to me about like business and how the internet works. Um, it's a lot easier for me to see the connecting dots between like how people record music and sell it um, mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, if, um, if my career in web tech exploded um, <laughs> or if I just, you know, I don't know, burned out and didn't want to do it anymore. I feel, yeah, I feel like I would look into that field it's definitely hard to break in but honestly it's hard to break into any field that's true I wrote one song in my life in the sixth grade uh it was a it was a project I was in the gifted and talented program so we were given more leeway in how we did projects and I was about 12 years old in the sixth grade and so we had to study I can't remember what I studied quite honestly um but we had to do something. And so I was like, well, I play the piano, so I'll write a song. And I wrote a song about aliens coming to the world. And I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean I'm never going to sing it to anybody else, but I do actually still remember the first part of it. So, and Wait, let me just say, please sing it on the podcast. No, but my grandmother was very proud. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll move on to the next question now. So <laughs> what's something on your bucket list? Ah, something on my bucket list. Um, mm, Ooh, here's a bucket list item that I have. So I really want to go to the Tierra del Fuego. It's the bottom tip most part of South America, um, which is a part of Argentina. The town is called Ushuaia, and it is where the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans meet. And apparently there is uh, like a buoy and you can see it and you can actually like literally see how the two oceans like crash into each other oh that's cool yeah um and you know like my life has sort of like been like a collision of the pacific and atlantic ocean (laughs) and um i just really want to see that and they call it like the end of the world in spanish and it's supposed to be just like this incredible like beautiful place it's also the only place from where you can get on a boat to go to antarctica um and so just sort of like that's like a big bucket list item for me that like someday i would love to do and just be like wow you know (laughs) that's very cool and i bet you'll do it i can't wait to see the pictures show us or tell us about one of your hidden talents something that the wordpress community might not know about you i feel like i already did with the (laughs) other career yeah (laughs) so so maybe you should sing for us no (laughs) (laughs) i'm not ready for the for the collision of worlds um for the atlantic and the pacific ocean crashing together um I think some other thing that maybe I, I know that a, a good number of people that have like dealt with me closely know this, but not everybody knows um, that I worked as a um, group fitness teacher for a really long time. Like several I did years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, it just made me happy. Um, yeah. And I was super involved with like my gym and school. And then in those years while I sort of lived in the college town and worked there um, and 
the opportunity came up to like get into it and I jumped on it. I mean, I obviously didn't make a big career out of it or anything. Um, but yeah, I taught like boot camp classes and I taught pole fitness, which was like hilarious. <laughs> um, and um, and yeah, it was kind of cool to um, do something that was like way out of my element. I was never really like a very athletic kid. So mm-hmm. I surprised myself by being like, yes, I have an AFA group fitness certification. <laughs> I love it. That's phenomenal. And I did not know that about you. So there you go. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Uh, how do we find you online and uh, in Twitter and things like that? Yeah. Um, so as you said, I'm on Twitter um, as uh, XT Chirino. So that's X T I E. Chirinos is C-H-I-R-I-N-O-S. Um, so yeah, Christy Chirinos, Sexy Chirinos. Um, and um, online, um, yeah, ChristyChirinos.com. I'm rebuilding it right now. Right now it's down. There's nothing. Um, but I'm, um, I'm reworking it and you can find me there and send me a message. Um, but I'm honestly super available. I'm on LinkedIn also. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram as ChristyChirinos as well. I think I, I try to make myself easy to reach because if you have questions, you know, yeah. um, I'm out there. I'm out there. Um, and you can find like my WordCamp talks and, uh, you know, and if you're a liquid web customer, you can also find me there. Very good. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for being here with me this evening and sharing your story and sharing some laughter with me. And I've um, really enjoyed the time together. This was really fun. I'm so glad. <laughs> so glad. So uh, we will see you at hopefully a future WordPress event. I'm sure I will come across you in person. But in the meantime, we'll, we'll tweet and we'll text and all that other good stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks for being here. And uh, to everybody out there listening, uh, thanks for being with us on WP Coffee Talk. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.